Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it's Joe in the pilot seat. I've got one of my regular co-pilots, Alfie, along with me, and you've joined us for chapter 139 of Rule of the Galaxy. Wow. Yeah, would you have ever thought, 139. Um, Give a quick shout out before we get started uh, to Jess and Brent and DDoc, who did a great show last week. Thank you, Jess, for running uh, taking control last week and piloting the ship. And uh, next week, believe it or not, Nick Shesky, one of our regular co-hosts, will be manning the uh, the helm of the show. So it ought to be fun. And in between, we are going to do uh, Bagels with Ben. That's right, Bagels with Ben Kenobi on Saturday morning. Uh, so we'll be recording after the release on Friday. So you'll have some um, feedback from us after watching the first two episodes. I'll give you the regular spiel before I get to Alfie. Always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Uh, email us, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, smash the subscribe button. YouTube and Facebook at just Rule the Galaxy. Um, Instagram, Rule the Galaxy SW. TikTok, which has been blowing up, Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok. And last but not least, if you want a cool hat like this, if you're watching on YouTube or the logo behind me, which is our logo, which is our T-shirt, uh, we've got shirts, hats, everything else on Etsy.com. Type in Rule the Galaxy, all caps, one word, Rule the Galaxy, and you can buy your gear there. Hey, that's enough of my sales pitch. Let's go over to Alfie. How you doing, Alfie? Hey, doing pretty good. I uh, can't believe, you know, every day, you know, one day closer, we're days away from kenobi it's it's hard to believe that two guys like you and i who have been paying attention to this for 45 years are finally going to see that interim phase that time when we all thought about when obi-wan was off by himself watching and protecting luke and i think we're going to see some other things but it's really hard to believe that right now i yeah it as long as this thing's been in production you know and i know i've said it before but it's to finally be this close to it coming out is pretty amazing. And while we we bash on Disney and Lucasfilm every now and then for some faux pas in toy making and faux pas and maybe some marketing, I think over the past few weeks they have done a bang up job with well since May the fourth with uh, the release of a of a trailer and uh, Hugh McGregor and Hayden Christensen hitting the. This, you know, the touring thing going out and telling everybody about the show and talking about it. I think they've done a really great job. Uh, Reva, the character is playing her, has been out doing a great job. So it's exciting. It's got us pumped up and ready to go for this show. I, yeah, I think the promotion the past week or so has been pretty good. It, in, 
Mm-hmm. Lou McGregor is going to be on a lot of stuff this week. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Good Morning America. Uh, you know, he's got a whole press tour going. I, I just would like to see a little bit more on, and I know we, we, <laughs> we talk about this all the time, but I just like to see a little more, you know, in the, the, the toy department a little bit, you know, if there's a Batman display, why can't there be a Darth Vader display right now? Well, if I'm not mistaken, there's it, already a Thor love and thunder yes. display coming out. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vader and the inquisitors I get before the first trailer, I get mm-hmm. that the trailer's out. It's spoiled. Why, you know, why aren't you pushing Vader, the Inquisitors, that awesome Purge Trooper? You know, get that stuff out there. Yeah, 100%. Look, uh, a lot of Star Wars fans are in, into Star Wars for the bad guys. And it looks like we've got some pretty cool bad guys in this in this series here. So yes. um, I like that they're doing the pre-order um, for the Obi-Wan, the, the wandering Obi-Wan. But as you know, for me showing it to you, it's not coming out till January of 2023. Yeah. Why does that make sense with, with, and that's just now, right. You don't know how many times it's going to be pushed back. (laughs) No, you do not. No, you do not. Um, So I personally, to prepare for this, I've been trying to watch the prequels again. Mm -hmm. I got, I got through Phantom Menace already. I've gotten through 75% of attack of the clones. Right. I'm going to watch Revenge of the Sith. Um, try to watch it before Friday. Um, I was hoping to grab some Kenobi episodes of value of the Clone Wars, but I'm not sure how much I'll be able to get. Just work and, you know, things going on with my kids and everything. So I know I'll get those three movies in, but I'm not sure I'll get the Clone Wars in. But right. I have a feeling right after Kenobi's over, I'll probably go back and rehash some Clone Wars episodes. So I mean... I'm going to give some praise here because that's the best thing about Disney plus is being able to just go back and rewatch it. Yeah. 100%. I I'll say it again. We have said in previous shows, I still want the hard copy Disney. If you're listening, I need season seven of the clone wars on a Blu-ray or DVD. I need Mando season one, season two and book of a Fett on that as well. Yep. Um, that would be very helpful for me. I'm not a completionist when it comes to the toys. I realize I can't do that. But with the video material, I am. I've got the Ewok movies. I've got the Ewok cartoons. I've got the droid cartoons. I've got everything else I can get. But I don't have those few things that have come out recently. So, Disney, please make a hard copy. We'll still watch Disney Plus, I promise. But, um, right, you know, I, I know why they're doing it. So that way we can never stop watching disney plus if we get the hard copy we can watch it on our own so i don't know um are you doing any more prep for kenobi or are you just saying hey i'm going right into it man we watch so much star wars it's like hard to narrow it down and focus on something (laughs) yeah we're all over the place but i mean yeah i have been on my own but we really Episode one and two are Azalea's favorites, so we watch them all the time. Isn't that great to hear that that some yeah. of the prequels are the, are a kid's favorites? That's awesome. He is one hundred percent Anakin Skywalker is her favorite character. There we go. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> and there she is making comments yeah. about it. Sorry hey, about that. No, you're fine. I just I love that she wants to be a part of what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm gonna while we're waiting for D Doc and hopefully for T Bob here in a little bit. 
Isn't that funny? T Bob and D Doc. We got yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so I'll just throw out some new things that I saw. Kenobi is coming out on Fortnite. Might already be out on Fortnite. I'm not a game gamer guy, but I is that a big deal or not? Um, I'd have to. I saw some little blurbs about it. I think it's either the 22nd, which passed, or the 26th. Okay. Uh, the 26th sticks in my mind for some reason. But yeah, I mean, um, it is kind of a big deal. I mean, because the amount of money that that game creates in getting people to buy the passes to unlock the content. And again, you're exposing more and more kids to Star Wars. So that's never a bad thing, in my opinion. It is not. It is not. Um, and that's one of the avenues we've talked about before that I just never got into. But fortunately, there are avenues like that for people who, you know, they. I saw something the other day that said that Phineas and Ferb, I read an article, Phineas and Ferb was somebody's outlet or their inlet to Star Wars. The Phineas the and Ferb Star Wars, Star Wars episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I love that episode. I mean, it's and it's on Disney Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So, um, so we can watch that. Um, so, going just other crazy things while we wait for D Doc. Little things. Um, so, I think he's hopping on now. Um, Brotherhood came out. I've got it on hold. I'll be getting it on my Libby app and reading it very soon because I like to get the free app and use. I buy enough stuff. I like to get the free books every now and then, right. listen to the audio books. So I'll be reading it soon. I know Jessica mentioned it last week on the show that she's already read it. Um, I'm hearing that Satine is mentioned in this in this book. And uh, the author and Anna Graves were communicating on Twitter because she was so excited she was being mentioned in it. And he was so excited that he could do that. Doesn't sound like she had any part in it, but she's mentioned in it. So that's kind of cool. Um and then to go along with that, um, also in this book, the author, Mike Chin, is mentioning something about Cal Kestis. Have you seen or heard anything like that, that maybe he's... I have not, but I'm going to, to this look book? into that. Because when you were saying, when you were saying last week on the preview of Kenobi that you and I did with the trailers, when that Jedi rolled out in front of Reva... Mm -hmm. And when Kenobi in the most recent trailer is walking and pacing and talking to somebody in the shadows who can't see and says, stay hidden, which you've now heard in three trailers. Um, could it be Cal Kestis? Could that even play a part in that stuff? I mean, it'd be really cool if it did, but the next game is going to come out and I really would think that they would want to try to limit his appearance in any other Star Wars media to kind of keep his story wide open. Okay. Um, I'm not really optimistic about anyone besides two people knowing that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine hey. and their chance of survival. Gotcha. Well, and you're thinking Obi-Wan or Yoda and Bail Organa? Okay, three people. I forgot Yoda. <laughs> okay. Did Yoda even know that Obi-Wan was on Tatooine? Yeah, he said yeah, take he totally, the boy to Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And you have to forgive so, me. Go, go ahead and ramble because T-Bob's asking me to send him the link again, and I don't want to mess this up. So go right ahead. Yeah, so outside of Bail Organa, 
Yoda in, we'll say Owen in Baru, anyone that finds out that Kenobi is on Tatooine, I think probably doesn't survive. Okay. That's just my feeling. Well, okay. So it's so it might not be him, but it just after hearing you talking about there being a Jedi, maybe that's that's getting um, that's getting involved with this, and him saying stay hidden and all that. And then I saw that about the book with with uh, Brotherhood, Satine, Obi Wan, Anakin. Uh, yes, I thought, what the heck? I'm reading the article here in. It, a young Cal Kestis was believed to be spotted in the book. Takes place prior to Revenge of the Sith. Okay. At uh, one point in the story, a red-haired youngling is referenced, which mid- led many to believe it was Kestis. Or it could have been D-Doc, who just showed up. Right. How you doing, D-Doc? I'm good. Alfie, I like your background. It does look hey, thank nice you. over there. <laughs> yeah. Trying, you know, trying to change it up a little bit. I'm trying, he, you know... He's classing it up for us. It's classy. Give yourself... You know, two more years, D-Doc, for this one to get mobile. I'm trying to find just a quiet spot in my house, and she just keeps coming in and out of the door. I've retreated all the way into my middle daughter's bedroom to just try to get as far away from everyone in the house as possible, and it doesn't work. (laughs) It's giving me Anakin and uh, Padme vibes. That's what I was going for, man. Yes. Yeah, it works. Now I had a dad moment. I was clicking on the wrong zoom meeting uh when i was logging in so isn't that frustrating i apologize (laughs) i've I've only sent you rifen's name and i was like (laughs) i was like wait a second i've been sitting here like my computer is screwed up and i see scott rifen june 8th i'm like what am i doing here yeah yeah i i only sent you guys like five in the last day or two so i apologize um well glad to have you here d-duck really we didn't hit that much just talking about our prep for for kenobi what we're looking forward to you know just little things and I was saying I'm watching the prequels. Alfie said he watches episode one and episode two all the time because it's his daughter's favorite. But before you hop in, I'm just going to take a moment because I've been spending a lot of time at the track this last few weeks with my son, Joey. When I say the track, anyone not in Indianapolis, you should just know that means the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, home of the Indianapolis 500. But it's been one year since this lovely sign behind me showed up in my house from a certain ginger haired man that's on our screen right now and it's just awesome to think that i mean that was that was a year ago when i shot that post 500 video opening up that box with i was like what the heck is all this and here it is bolted onto my wall and still it's like a treasured thing for me so thank you again and i can't believe it's been a year since we've been talking a lot and hanging out yeah yeah it blows my mind i mean i remember it was something where i was like i don't know if i can do this but i'll give it a shot you know whatever <laughs> i'll join up with these guys and here we are so yeah man i love it so i look forward to it every week i love interacting with the people who listen to our show so i love it well we um you know what alfie i'm i'm gonna hop right in with ddoc showing up here uh ddoc sent over mm-hmm. right before we hopped on we actually, I already mentioned our TikTok, which uh, it's Rule the Galaxy podcast, right? On on mm-hmm. TikTok. D-Doc, yep. is, he's been blowing up on that and just tearing it up and, and getting numbers galore. My terrible videos are on there. Alfie's really good videos on there. And then D-Doc's like professional videos. Oh, uh, are thank on there. you. Um, hey, they're a lot better than mine. Um, my only good video is me sitting behind Yoda in one episode. Um, but um, 
we got a question and you sent this our way from star killer is a goat on tiktok and um it was why did well, yes why did obi-wan go to tatooine rather than any other planet and i'll let you guys go i mean seems like a softball question but there could be other things alfie ddoc what, what are our answers for that Go ahead, well, I, I'm, I'm going to compound it with another question because this might just be my mind being mushed from the last week or two. But I got to thinking, like, what what made Kenobi go to Owen Lars and Baru and bring him there? Where, what is the relation? What can you compound off that and educate me on that as well? Yeah. OK. Right, now. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda says to Obi-Wan to take him to Tatooine to his family. That is correct. And and to compound that, D-Doc, I mean, yes, that's a simple softball answer. Bam, right? It, Yoda says, take him to his family, right? And that's his family. And, and um, but we talked about it. Alfie mentioned it last week. Why would they keep the name Skywalker? Why would they go to Anakin's home planet? Why, you know, why not say, hey, Owen and, and Baru, can you guys raise him? But here, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you somewhere else and keep you hidden and safe. But they just laid it right out there. Hey, here's this kid, last name Skywalker, blonde hair, likes to fly ships and work on things. And, you know, oh, by the way, you visited here before Anakin. So uh, actually, you're. Thought stepdad yeah. lived in this house that's right hey we have got a flowery shirted young man joining us right now if you're watching on youtube it's an in-car visit by the one the only t-bob how you doing t-bob joe alfie nick uh i think that's everybody's in here i just nope. got in here could y'all hear me we yeah. can hear We're you good to go yeah okay what's up boys yeah sorry i'm doing this a little bit off my back foot had a few things line up but you know I had to come be on Rule the Galaxy for the Obi-Wan preview pod. <laughs> Let's go, boys. This Friday, uh, the the culmination of what for many of us, or maybe not culmination, but the latest step in what has been a lifetime's work of myth-making continues with an epic tale, uh, right? Like an epic tale in both the and both the actual show itself but also in the very meta way I, i've been thinking about this constantly in the lead up to the show when anakin and or when 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 hayden and you and have been on this press tour and everything and they're asking hayden you know what have you learned through all this so you sort of love and he's talking about how you know i guess i've learned like patience and stuff and just think where these movies were viewed how they were viewed how these actors were treated to how they are viewed and treated now and this this sort of triumphant return it is nothing short of a miracle it's fascinating it's one of the wildest turnarounds i've ever seen in my entire life and i couldn't love it more and i can't wait to see you and back and i can't wait to see hayden back and i can't wait for those two to get competitive just like they were back in the day and have to go toe to toe and see who still got it i mean i am beyond fired up that i think you speak for a lot of us right there because we are all alfie and i were discussing it for guys like us who've waited the culmination of 45 years from 1977 to, well, tomorrow, May 25th of tomorrow, 45 Crazy. years later, right? To think that you McGregor is going to reprise that role of somebody we saw pull off that hood and give that look on Tatooine. It's just crazy to think about. 
and and this character has jumped up you know as, as a little kid seeing that at six years old and thinking well wow there's this old wizard guy sitting out here yeah seeing the yes. transformation all the way through to now to where obi-wan i battle every day is obi-wan or luke my favorite character because of yep. this, this this trans you know this whole transition they go through both of them so it's just well, crazy and, to think about and then with obi-wan even specifically and y'all know me i know i've talked about this in the pod before but i am a big believer in this idea that you know these superhero stories these these fantasy stories they are the what would you call they, they're the myths of our time right and their temples right. are these huge multimedia movie productions and mm-hmm. so there there is this ancient storytelling element wrapped in all of it and then with obi-wan specifically it even goes so far and to reinforce you know the the mythology concept which again what are myths if not like these kind of core characters and storylines where a lot of the heart remains true? Maybe a lot of, you know, it's it's easy to recognize through the ages where the morals or the lessons may be, but different writers put their own spin on things, right? Well, with Obi-Wan specifically, we even have the amazing work that Filoni did with all the animated stuff, enhancing the prequels, enhancing Obi-Wan and Anakin. That's something outside of the movies that also now feeds into what mm-hmm. we are going to see on Friday. And so, yes, it is truly, I mean, for me, it's not 45 years. I was in, I was the nineties <laughs> re-release was, was my first experience. I'm jealous of everybody who was there in 77, but, um, but yes, no, I mean, it is, it is a literal lifetime of myth making now come to fruition. And, and who would have ever guessed at a time when you went, you know, 15 years between movies or, at a time when nerds are kind of frowned upon or when the prequels are, were taken so harshly, like just never would have guessed that it would have gotten to where we're at now. No, me either. D-Doc, Alfie, anything to follow up that? That was a D-Doc, what's monologue. up, bro? I knew I missed someone. What's <laughs> happening, dude? What's going the on, best follow on Twitter, dude. What's <laughs> up, man? You're the greatest as well, man. Not much. Yeah, and Joe, Joe asked how we're prepping um, for the show. And you know what? Rebels is the only piece of Star Wars that I have not watched in its entirety. And I know I don't have time, especially I just had a baby too. I haven't even talked about that. Just had a baby. <laughs> Congrats, Dion. Um, yes. I saw that yeah. too. Um, I'm, I, I found a list of essential episodes. So I watched like two or three episodes last night. Um, I know I'm kind of spoiling the show for myself. Uh, I'm probably taking away some of the emotions of it, but the episodes I was watching last night really just had to do with the Inquisitors. Um, yes. Watching them with Ahsoka, the episode with Darth Maul when he was in that Jedi mm-hmm. temple, stuff like that. So I'm trying to just get more of a feel for the Inquisitors in that. Although I do think they might be trying to create their own story with this show for live action and maybe people who haven't watched Rebels. <clears throat> but I, I don't want to have that Easter egg happen that everybody's so excited about that I don't know. You know, yeah. so... I mean, as long as you see, what is it? Is it, it's like season three, episode 20 or 22. I don't want to spoil anything if you don't know what happens, but y'all, I, mean, I know. I'm sure, okay, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, well, whatever. That is, to me, a top <laughs> five Star Wars scene of all time, animated or movie. Yep. It's, it, it, it's unreal. There, there, there are people who highly underjudge the, the Rebels series. But between the Inquisitors, between the comeback of Ahsoka, between the growth of Kanan Jarrus, um, you know, 
by the time you get to the end of that, it, it's just, and well, in the growth of Ezra Bridger, I, who I yes. could, just like Ahsoka, the first few times I watched Ahsoka and Clone Wars, I was like, what is this all about? The first few episodes of Ezra Bridger, I'm like, ah, this kid's another whiny kid. By the time you're done with that, the growth on that character. So you were talking about myth-making, D-Doc, and, and, or T-Bob, and you're, look at that, I'm mixing up all the one-letter last name kind of thing. <laughs> um, but but T-Bob, you're talking about like modern mythology. That is what Star Wars is. I don't think enough people realize that, you know, you, you had your King Arthur, you had your, you know, yes. the Iliad and the Odyssey, and you had things like that. But today, these are the myths that, a hundred years from now, people are going to be saying, look at the character growth, look at the story beats that follow in these movies, in these uh, animated things, in the books, everything like that. So can't agree with you enough on that. It's just awesome. Well, and, 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 and you're absolutely right on Rebels and Ezra. It is a show a lot like Clone Wars that the longer it goes on, the better and better it gets. And Ezra specifically, now I'm not the best one to speak on this. One of my best friends is like a true lore master and he's really got the animated stuff down pat but he he he'll he will give you a spiel about ezra where if like you really look at his actions um some of the temptations he turned down in terms of what the emperor is showing him and everything and 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 the choices that he makes to go off in the end like he is up there with obi-wan and people who have been most tempted uh you know by the most tempting gifts and could have fallen quite easily but kind of remained true to themselves. And a lot of that is because of the example that Kanan set mm-hmm. and Kanan's development is also fantastic. Thrawn's great. I mean, oh, yeah, I cannot wait for the Ahsoka <laughs> series and for, uh, <laughs> and for Ezra Bridger to, to show up riding a space whale as, as a, as a Jedi God or whatever he's doing <laughs> nowadays. Uh, I think, I think it's, it's whatever, whatever. Yes. The point is though, Rebels also fantastic. So I'm, I'm going to throw this out there to you guys because we've had some interesting interactions recently um, and, and just some interesting follows. D-Doc brought up the, the Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers and his obsession with Lego. And not only that, but the ships, the Star Wars ships that he has built. T-Bob, if you have not seen it on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it's on, it's incredible. And then, okay, dude. And then here you are, a, a highly recognized college football player that you know you you were out there you know big name right everything like that but you were into star wars i I have recently gotten a chance because of joey to get out to the track and i'm hanging with jack harvey who's from england who's a driver in the 500 and colton herda who's a driver in the 500 and they're now wearing rule the galaxy shirts and i saw that they are yeah i mean so but jack harvey said it jack harvey said it and i want to get your guys opinion on this you know, he said, you know, we are just regular. Yes, what we do is very cool. And a lot of people look at that and say, you're this, or you're a driver, or you're an athlete or whatever. Or T-Bob, you're, you're, you know, you have your own show on ESPN, right? I mean, all these things, we have these great things we do, but we're still normal people inside. We still have the same passions for things. And we can still get giddy about waking up early, early Friday morning and watching Kenobi, right? I mean, so to see that, I mean, guys, does that just blow you away? Because I think we put certain people on pedestals, right? But then to think about it, that I'm talking to these guys and they're like, whoa, I listened to your show, you know, and you're thinking, what? <laughs> right? And, 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 oh, and I, you know, talking about how pumped they are about Kenobi and all this, and you're thinking, wow, I thought it was just kind of goofy, nerdy guys like me, but it's, it's out there. So Alfie, D-Duck, 
thoughts? I mean, following up with the, the Miles Turner stuff and everything else, and then T-Bob, you follow in there. Go ahead, Alf. Yeah, it's kind of like there's this boss at work that has worked his way up through the corporate ladder and recently came back after years of being away from the factory. And he said, he stopped me in the hallway one day, just said, hey, I saw this Mandalorian show and I had been waiting <laughs> to come back to Indianapolis just to talk to you about it. <laughs> that is great. That's so, yeah, I mean, you know, yes, we're super nerds about it, but <laughs> people do still get excited to talk to us about Star Wars because people like Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Agreed. It's just everyday stuff. It is. T-Bob, when now you grew up at a time like I mean, I, I, I think that goes back to the myth making thing, right? That we were yeah. saying, right? Like it is that because, like you said, uh, doesn't matter if you're from the UK or if you're from Germany, like Europe, uh, Asia, wherever, there are themes in this that uh, speak to us all. Agreed. Agreed. Did you find when you were playing at LSU, things like that? I know your dad was into Star Wars, and that's why. You know, he took you to see the the re-releases and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Did you find other, even way back then, that you could, when you got to LSU and you're sitting there around these guys who are thinking about going to the NFL and big time this, were, were there Star Wars fans even on a team like that? Or was yes, it absolutely. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's definitely something where, you know, I think with the rise of the internet too, you've had a lot of dovetailing of nerd culture and kind of mainstream culture. And so maybe things that were shunned once or, no longer anymore right like everybody right. plays Dungeons and Dragons now uh apparently which I which I think is great as well but um but no there were definitely guys on LSU I mean there's this big badass dude Joe Barksdale offensive tackle played seven years in the league made millions millions of dollars I watched him squat 705 pounds I watched him split jerk 475 the dude was a tank uh, that man owns 50 different custom lightsabers. Uh, he just went to uh, the new resort over there at Disney, uh, the hotel. He, um, the only reason why I was able to get the seventh Harry Potter opening night freshman year of college was because I had forgotten to pre-order it like a scrub. And he basically, as he was checking out, was like, hey, give me a second one. And the guy was too scared to say anything. And so he just gave him a second one. So no, man, I think, um, yeah, no, there's definitely, there's, 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 and obviously we see this now, right. But uh, there, there, there are nerds everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and especially, especially with something as easy and fun and blockbustery as Star Wars. Like, yes, yeah. you can go as deep as we do on here um, or you can just watch the movies and enjoy it or hell just watch Mandalorian. And you're probably getting a kick out of that. I, I know like a lot of people who, who did that. So I'm going to, I'm going to bounce around on a few things. If you guys don't mind, we'll just let the conversation go where it follows. But Alfie, yeah. I have not read the Vanity Fair stuff yet. I know it was brought up briefly uh, with, with Jessica and, and Brent and, and D-Doc. Did you, did you do some more digging on there? Have they shown when the next few shows, whether it be Bad Batch and or Kenobi, Ahsoka, any of those kind of things, release dates or when they think they're coming out all that kind of stuff because there's a lot that we're getting ready to unwrap at celebration which i don't think right. any of us are going to which is a shame because it's you know but but uh what what are some things we missed out on besides kathleen kennedy talking about stuff and were there were there more announcements that we missed 
that was pretty much the only article I got to read because everything else was behind a paywall. <laughs> but they were really coy about release dates and talking about future future movies. I think in holding off for celebration. Andor looks to be like 2023. Same with uh, Mando season three. Uh, we know Ahsoka just started filming. I think the Acolyte is in pre-production. Um, what a little interesting blurb that that is set a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh. So that fun? that might play more into if we get instead of it being about Palpatine, maybe more about Plagueis and his master. Uh, there was some you know non-spoiling little blurbs in there from the creator and said that they wanted to explore you know how the jedi went from gold and white robes to the brown uh how a sith lord was able to infiltrate the senate and take over the entire galaxy without them knowing um that you know they they were looking at this age is sort of the renaissance of the Jedi. So, I mean, it sounds pretty interesting to me in that it's going to be a kind of a uh, thriller uh, crime solving. Okay. Kind also of story. kind of, fr kind of freed of any of the yep. weight of established narrative. Right. I mean, I'm sure in the books and there's other well, sources that maybe I'm missing. I mean, certainly yeah. you have to try to set up for the future, but it's not as much as, some of these I, other shows, yeah, like I, I, obviously I would, Kenobi. Right. I would think the only one you would really have to set up would be Yoda. I mean, I know Yoda's been mentioned in the High Republic. Yeah. And he would be on the council at some point. So everyone else, I don't know, age-wise, you know, how much oh, they hey, would play he, into the story. Yoda would have been 800 if it's 100 years right. before the prequels, right? Right. Instead of 900. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to be around there. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what goes on. I mean, I thought I, mean, I want to see the groundwork that was laid for. I want to see what the situation was like for Palpatine to. I mean, I guess we already kind of know a lot of that, but maybe how the Jedi got so fooled by the existence of the Sith, why they thought they were dead. Right. Yeah. We already know why were they so complacent and so sure? Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you think about you know going back to what we're you know gearing up for the Kenobi series, you know, in Attack of the Clones, they were still saying the Sith couldn't exist. Yeah. And, you know, they're having, you know, coffee breaks with the Dark Lord himself. And <laughs> I know, dude. Palpatine, <laughs> the most successful on screen villain of all time, still. He's no uh, doubt. Nine movies. I mean, especially now. Yeah. I'm about to say, especially now, he made it through nine. They're like, fuck <laughs> it, dude. Exegol. Uh, yeah. I, um, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe we'll get some more Exegol information. Outside of the Kathleen Kennedy, I think that's one whole discussion there, but. Uh, there was some interesting, you know, little bits of information about the Andor show. Uh, said it's really going to change the way that you see Rogue One and some yeah. preconceived notions that you have. I, mean, I really, really like it. I, I hope it yeah. doesn't change too much because I really like Rogue I, One. <laughs> I, think that, I think they're meaning for the better. Okay. And uh, well, if you think about it, Rogue One was a little shocking within the first few minutes. You know, Cassian Gunn smoked somebody right in the back. Yeah. 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 Without yeah, I liked it. It, was, it, it felt like to me almost from a meta level, a direct like 
look, we will make a movie where somebody will shoot first. Like this guy right. will do <laughs> what it takes. And right. that time where we would have shied away from that is, is gone now. Right. Go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, a look, real interesting little bit though, was that they've been working on the story since they were writing rogue one Cassian and or, and oh, whoa. writers, wow. They gave him a backstory. They worked on his backstory and that kind of developed into the show. Okay. Yeah. See, like that's why I, when I hear that, Alfie, I think, you know, the, at, to, all the way to the point where Cassian decides not to pull the trigger on Galen Erso. Like mm -hmm. he, he, you know, that's what I think what makes that movie so great is number one, the acting is, is when he's saying like, you have no idea when he's talking to Jim, like you have no idea what I've gone through to get to this point, you know, like to get, to get to where we're at right now. And he said, and, and from what I read on that article too, I did read some of those blurbs. Like they were saying that like, it's almost like a migrant story where it's going to be like the empire is just like, if you're not down with what we're doing, we're going to blow you up basically. And it's going to be people just feeling like the full wrath of the empire, which I can't imagine what that's going to be like. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty dark show actually. Hey, I mean, in I mean Kenobi, we see a guy getting hung in the middle of Tatooine. So we're going a little dark on some of these. Go ahead, T-Bob. Yeah, so, well, some of that's probably needed too, right? To give the Empire, I mean, it's always nice to give the bad guys some teeth. Um, I mean, what did we see? We finally got, what, just recently here in Boba Fett, we got our first look at the Night of a Thousand, a thousand Tears, right? And that was right. pretty fucking intense. That was some spectacular yeah, uh, explosive special effects uh, right there. I put that up there with like the Dreadnought sequence from Last Jedi and um, and yeah, that was pretty ruthless and brutal. So maybe we'll see more kind of along that same vein. Have you all talked about the Kennedy comment on the 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 lessons learned from Solo yet? Did I miss that? No, we haven't. We haven't got there. I said that that that's Kathleen whole Kennedy. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that's a segment, right? That's a show. <laughs> it yeah, probably go ahead. is a show. I, well, I mean, look, and, and so I guess for those that don't know, she essentially said that. Um, in lessons learned from Solo that you can't recast the OG characters, right? And that, that was kind of her takeaway. And I am actually a Kathleen Kennedy fan, right? And the thing is, I, I hate almost criticizing because then you get lumped in with these much more toxic opinions that I don't agree with at all and a lot of that I disagree with. But in this case, objectively, I really disagree with Kathleen Kennedy and her takeaway from the solo movie. Um, mm -hmm. I thought Alden Eichreich did fantastic <clears throat> as young Han Solo to the point where I had completely accepted him within the first few minutes. Like that I was agree. the great test. Yep. Like in that movie, was I ever going to reach a point where I'm like, okay, I'm watching Han Solo. And 10 minutes into it, I was there. <laughs> I was there and I thought it was fun. I mean, the saddest part of the solo saga, I know y'all know this better than anyone, is it seems like Solo just failed for there's that word again, meta reasons, right? Maybe you could argue oversaturation, uh, too close to The Last Jedi, which was very controversial, even though it ages uh, seemingly better as time goes on. Um, there, was just, there was just so much working against it at the time that if your takeaway was it was Eichenreich's fault, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, he did great. If, yeah. if, if anything, I would have loved to see the Lord, like I would have loved for Kennedy and Disney to take a complete step back 
and see Lord Miller's original vision for Solo and what that was going to be. But yeah, man, between that and the Trevorrow thing, which again, I think they should have stuck with their guns there. And I don't even like those new Jurassic Parks. Um, those are my two <laughs> biggest, those are my two biggest Kathleen Kennedy gripes. I, I think, uh, you know, again, being an, an OT guy, a guy who grew up with the OT, and it's probably got to be most difficult for somebody my age to look and go, wow, really, somebody else is going to be that? Yeah. Well, who's one of my favorite characters in the history of Star Wars? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who has been recast? Who has been played by Ewan McGregor, James Arnold Taylor, uh, Stephen Stanton, uh, all in animated or in live action? There's four different people who've played Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I accept it completely. Let's go. I mean, do it the right way, and it'll be successful. It's just, I think you're right. I think the mixing of the, the divisiveness after Last Jedi, I think doing it in May instead of just saying, screw it, we've been doing really well at Christmas time. Let's keep going to Christmas yeah. time. They could have tinkered with things all the way up until December instead of trying to shove it right out in May. I mean, I think there were a lot of things that went into that. And, and I just, I would hate for that theory that she has to destroy the opportunity to make great movies in the future. Yes. Like if you wanted to do right. a Luke Skywalker story. I'm sorry, go ahead, Al. So does this mean no Lando series now? Mm. I know, and I love Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah, I wanted right, that. but I wanted that. she just said about that movie, no recast. He's in that movie she's specifically talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah. So is she going to have to eat some major crow after that when Lando finally comes out? Or does she know. stick to her guns and say, no, we can't recast? I want that show. Uh, Go ahead. And you know, I, I really do think that she gets excited when the cameras are on her for these reveals. <laughs> and I think she talks too much. I think, she <laughs> might kind right. of, I, I think she's like, you know, because let's face it, like, you know, we, we could have people could have their criticisms of the sequel trilogies, but where Star Wars is going right now, I, I love where it's going right now. And she's playing a part in that. I mean, she's letting mm -hmm. directors be creative. I mean, yeah, there's movie rumors that come and go and you don't know what's going to happen. And maybe that is part of the we know too much thing. But I just think she opens her mouth a little too much, gets a little too excited. And then people are just like, oh, my God, she said this. But then again, for this thing with Solo, if she is in charge of a lot of this, that is a big thing for her to say. So, yeah, so. it would be. I mean, I, you know, I've already given up that we're ever going to get Solo too, which <laughs> I feel too. so bad for Ray Park, dude. Apparently, what like the first drafts of Obi Wan two had Ray Park as Maul involved, and he was out there training again, and then he got cut again. Like that poor dude has been on the doorstep so many <laughs> times of breaking back in and just can't catch a break. Speaking of different Obi Wans though, uh, D Doc, you do a couple pretty good Obi Wans. Yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, I've been working. I, I can I can pull off a semi decent impersonation of it. I've been throwing out some little videos out there. Yeah, man, uh, I, I love them. I absolutely love them. They're excellent. Tiba, we need to get you doing. Uh, send us some videos to drop on TikTok of you either unboxing something or uh, maybe oh, bringing okay. out your old X Wing Armada, you know, game or whatever. And I could definitely. I mean, when I oh, God damn, I don't know when I'm gonna get a man cave, but. Um, <laughs> Yes, I would love to line up all my miniatures from the miniatures game one day. And um, 
I'm real into, they have these excellent little ships. Not the micro machines I saw on Twitter earlier. Those things are sick, though. What is that but brand name excellent, again? Um, micro Galaxy Squadron. That's a new That's uh, a new one. Go ahead. I don't know how to explain it, man. Uh, I guess the Millennium Falcon's probably like this big. And it's like these little almost cartoony squat characters. But they actually go in the ships. They're a thick, sturdy plastic. They're great for kids. The Galaxy um, Heroes. Apart. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Those ships are sick, dude. Yeah, so I got mm-hmm. I got the Razor Crest, I got the Falcon, uh, I need a tie, I want to get an X-wing. So yeah, if I get some more of those, I'll uh, film my daughter unboxing them. That that would do well. You're right. Oh, some wait, of those dude, are great. I got, I got to tell you all story uh, before I go because last time I talked, I hadn't gone back to Galaxy's Edge with my family. I finally so I went back to Disney a couple months ago, and I rode um, I rode Rise of the Resistance finally, and it is amazing. Now. <laughs> am i okay to talk about not in any great detail but basically what happens on rides or is this some story not story-wise but like am i is everybody okay with that i want to double check sure. for him okay yep. because i'm a little like four-year-old daughter with me and uh you get kidnapped right you get kidnapped you go on an uh, on, a, on a star destroyer and then ray and her friends come and free you and when i tell you that my daughter and i was playing it up i'm like oh shit i'm like alice Oh no, Alice, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. There you there. Oh my god, oh no. Dude, she thought we were really kidnapped. And then when Ray showed up, she's like, Dad, it's Ray. And they like cut through the wall and they're like, some uh, resistance people step up. They're like, hey, you have to come with me. And my wife's chilling, you know, it's been a long day. It's kind of like getting her purse. She's like shuffling along. My four year old's like, Mom, our friends are here. We gotta go, dude. We gotta go. <laughs> and it just, I was so struck by these Star Wars magic of it all she fully believed that we go to this crazy escape she's like adrenaline pumping after we escape and we get done and then when we get home from the trip um all she wants to do is watch the force awakened scenes with ray right just the the crawling through the starters right at the beginning escaping when she's escaping she's like dad we did that we did that it was just it was that that's why last generation right joe mm-hmm. you know that's why you and joey yep. and alfie and your daughters i see y'all on twitter all the time D-Doc, you're in the club now. Is that your first though, D-Doc, or is that your latest? Three. Third, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay, bro, yes. I'm about to join. Fuck yeah, dude. So I'm about to join. Yeah. I got third really? in December. Nice. Yeah, Congrats. man. Uh, but that wow. is why that stuff stands the test of time. Because, like, that is a memory and a moment that I will never forget. Yep. It's word, word for word, T-Bob, the exact story that you just told. I just went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time maybe two or three months ago. Word for word, exact same story with my <laughs> And he thought we it's were so captured. <laughs> and that's why it was like, you know what? It was like, like it really was one of those special dad moments, though. It's like just one of those things you'll never forget just to see the excitement. Because yeah. I truly believe, actually, Rise of the Resistance was where David, my little guy, where he fell in love with Star Wars. I think that was his moment where he was just like, because it's like you're living a movie in that mm-hmm. ride. And, and I it think is. that was his... Oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. You know, like there, there's just aspects of that ride where when we got home, he wanted to see Kylo Ren and he wanted to see all that stuff. So Disney knows what they're doing. It, it was awesome. Yep. Each generation has an entry point. Each generation yeah. has an entry point. We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was the re-releases for me. Yeah. When did Joey, when did Joey get in? Same time. Joey, uh, D- um, 
T-Bob, Joey is, oh gosh, he's going to turn 29. He's like two or three years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. He's going like, to turn 29. Like, I just turned 33. Yeah. So he, he was little, saw the re-releases, but he was, he was six at, 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 um, episode one. And Phantom that's, uh-huh. so he, he got the, <laughs> the, the appetizer of the re-release and then Phantom Menace, boom, it just attacked him. So. Oh, it's dope, dude. Yeah. Hey, boys, I am, um, I, I think it's starting to, well, I have to go, unfortunately. I got to no. do some Twitter spaces thing. But thank you so much for having me. And uh, right. certainly after Obi-Wan comes out, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get on this thing. Let's uh, just invite me back. I definitely want to talk about it. We will do that. We'll reconvene and then uh, plan on it this, this fall. Me and Joey coming down LSU. I know he visited you. We'll get me and Mrs. Molinaro down there to hang with you guys down there. Uh, and just congrats again on number three heading your way. Awesome, man. Hell Thanks for joining. Yeah, man. Congrats yep. to you, D Doc. Thank you so Thank much, Javi. Thank you, Joe. Happy Obi One Day, boys. <laughs> uh, I will see y'all later. Have a great weekend. You got it. All right, T Bob. See ya. Alfie, I think you, I, whenever you got to go, Alfie, let me know. Yeah, I, yeah I'm going to jump off too. This is a good okay. jumping off point. You got it. Uh, you got it. D Doc and I will finish up. We'll, we'll go through the home stretch here. All right. Be good, Al. See ya. All right. All right we'll see you Saturday. You got it. Bagels with Ben. Um, so D Doc, a couple other just touch points here, just some quick one hitters. Um, I don't think I could be more happy about a future guest that's coming our way. And I know you have not jumped into this yet, but I'll just throw it out there. The Bane books and the Revan book are, you know, Brent, myself, Alfie, Nick. They're like they're up on the Mount Rushmore of like Star Wars stuff, right? And Drew Carpishan, I reach out to him. I've, I've tried a few times and all of a sudden the young man said, you know what? Right about now is going to be a great time. I'll get with you. And so in the next few weeks, Drew, who wrote those books, who, I mean, let's face it, are some of the best Star Wars out there, is going to be on Rule of the Galaxy. I cannot wait. I'm so, I'm as geeked up about that as, as anything we're doing. So I will tell you, get the audiobooks if you haven't already of the Bane series and the Revan book. And man, just eat that up. It's a totally different era, totally different thing. But man, it is so good. And I cannot wait for, for Drew Carpishan yeah. to join us. I, I you you recently re-listened to those, I want to say like a couple weeks ago or maybe yep. a month or so ago, right? And yep. I remember you were talking about that. And I'm like, you know what? That'll probably be something I'd really enjoy just because I mean play. I've been on the record mm-hmm. for saying Plagueis is my favorite EU book I've listened to. And uh, and I really do think it's because it kind of dives into some of that Sith and dark side. So I, I'll, I'll be all in on those. I'll definitely have them done before he comes on. <laughs> well, what's funny is I, I'm i just a light side kind of guy, right? Like I'm everything's sunshine, everything's great, rainbows and unicorns. So I always stayed away from the dark, right? Like I'd see these books and I'd be like, oh, man, I just can't. I can't jump into the dark side like that. And then Nick Chesky, one of our co-hosts, who'll be the who'll be hosting next week, he's like, Joe, you I know how much you love the books. You have to read these. And once I did, I was like, holy crap. I mean, they're they're just such awesome books. And and because they don't really conflict with anything to do so far that I can think of with canon, in my mind, that stuff is real. Uh, everything that happened in those four books just i'm running with it and it's part of it to me but i'm so excited about that 
Um, again, we're going to do bagels with Ben this Saturday morning, me, you, and Alfie for sure. I'm trying to line up another couple people to maybe join in with us. I'll see what they say. Um, you know, so 8 a.m. Saturday morning after, after Kenobi comes out on Friday, we're going to sit here, have some breakfast and coffee, and um, record what happened in the first two episodes of Kenobi. And I'm definitely going to get in trouble because I like to sleep in on the weekends. <laughs> so my wife is absolutely going to say, why are you awake a half an hour before this show ready to go at 730 in the morning? Because like, she, usually she, I'm one of those people that you need to shake me to get out of bed. Basically I'll have the kids jumping at me and I'll finally I, roll out of bed, but I can't wait to do a morning show. I yeah. love the idea of that. You know, we're going to be stoking it in on Kenobi. Mm -hmm. We're going to know what's happened in these first two episodes. I mean, I can't believe we're so close to it. Me Just either. to be thinking that this Saturday, we're going to be waking up and talking about this show. It's I, crazy. Nope. Me either, man. I, I cannot wait for that. Um, weird, weird. Well, a couple of different topics here. One, have you seen this going around on Twitter and, and uh, TikTok and Instagram? Is Cad Bane maybe going to make a sneak surprise appearance in Kenobi? Have you seen that? Where they're showing him in the shadows and everything? You got to go check it out. I don't know it. if it's yeah, going to happen. I got to find it. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool how people are like trying to pinpoint him in in the crowd of certain things, but I don't know. I, I love I love Cad Bane, so that'd be cool with me. Um, yeah. Another another thing that hit me uh, as we're just you know knocking him out of the park here. Uh, I did not know this person, Colin Cantwell, ninety years old. Colin Cantwell died just the other day. Um, he was the lead designer on the X Wing, the Tie Fighter, the Y Wing. The Tandem Four, the Death Star, the Sand Crawler, and the Land Speeder, and 90 years old, and he had a hand in. This is before computer graphics and all that. You know, we talk about Ralph McQuarrie all the time, but this guy was the lead designer in some of those ships. And to think that, I mean, I'd never heard his name before, really, and you would think I would have, but to think, uh, you know, rest in peace, 90 years old, uh, Colin. Yeah. But pretty cool to have your hand in involved with all those things, right? I mean, the X-Wing, uh, I mean, next to lightsabers is one of the things that made me fall in love with Star Wars was just seeing seeing an X-Wing go from regular to attack mode <laughs> yes. and, and just having the droid in the back and the cockpit and everything about it. I mean, I mean, I can't believe he designed all of those ships. He had a hell of an imagination. Yeah. I mean, to, to think that, look, I, I'm terrible at drawing and I have a pretty good imagination, but to put those two things together, the imagination and being able to design and draw all that kind of stuff out. Hats off. Kudos to Colin Cantwell. Uh, rest in peace to uh, that Star Wars yes. legend right there. I'm going to do some more reading about that because I just read that article today and I was like, whoa, I did not even know about this. I Everything yeah. I knew was Ralph McQuarrie, right? Like that's all I had ever heard. So I want to kind of find out some more about this. Um, I was seeing the other day, this book is not out yet shadow of the sith it's adam christopher i know we talked about it briefly but it's coming out in june this is luke and lando when lando in um the sequel trilogy was talking about how he and luke were looking for jedi relics and things like that and sith relics and all that this is going to be tied into that and maybe have some things to do with ray's parents so yes. does that sound like something that's interesting to you that a book about that topic yeah i mean uh... I guess I guess it's the start of them starting to piece some of these missing pieces of the puzzle together, I guess, and, yeah. and build upon those stories. Um, I know we've talked about like how 
Clone Wars expanded the prequel trilogy so much. Um, yep. And I guess they're starting with the books. And who knows, maybe we'll see some kind of animated show in the future that'll make us fall in love with the sequels again. But I, yeah, I that's so. interesting. No, I, I agree. I think um, filling in the gaps, like you mentioned, is a key to making a lot of the divisiveness go away. I think the more you can meld these things together and say, oh, well, you'll like this more now because this little thing actually ties that together. You're going to see, I think you're going to see a, a, a rejoining of fans and say, oh, okay. Because like D-Doc was mentioned earlier, I mean, you remember back to the prequels, how many people, I mean, my, my uncle Matt, who I say he's my uncle Matt, he's the same age as me, my dad's baby brother, he can't stand anything past the original trilogy still to this day. And I think to myself, man, what all the stuff he's missing out on just because he says, well, my, my Star Wars was the original, original trilogy, which God bless him. Everybody has their right to like what they want, but there's been so much great since then that I, I hate mm -hmm. that they're missing out on that because of a few, few chinks in the armor, right? Yep. I mean, I was, uh, I, I have an older brother. He's two and a half years older than me. Me and him shared a room our whole time at home. Me and him are very tight. And I remember he, <clears throat> he thought Attack of the Clones was stupid when I was younger. Therefore, I was just like, you know what? That movie wasn't that good. And like, I remember I kind of was just like, yeah, Attack of the Clones isn't good because I was little brother repeating what Big mm -hmm. Brother said. And as even as the two of us have gotten older, you know, we, we think they are good. Right. And even me finally getting my own independent mind, <laughs> watching them on my own, you know, I, I do love them. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's what Clone Wars. I, when I got on to Twitter, that's kind of following you guys and everything. I'm like, I got to watch this Clone Wars show. I see so many people talk about it. I see so much love for it, which similar to the sequels. I see a lot of people with love for the sequels, which I like my parts. Everyone has their criticisms. Right. But yeah, anytime you get to expand on a story that you have questions about, it just makes it so much better, especially with what Clone Wars did. Agreed. Um, so I'm going to hit you with two questions that I wrote down before the show that I was hoping to get to everybody, but come on, we had such great combos going on. I'll hit you with these two. This will finish this up and, and we'll, we'll cut it from there. So number one, we're prepped for Obi-Wan. It's coming out Friday. Will Obi-Wan know when this show starts or will he find out during this show that Vader is Anakin Skywalker or that Vader's still alive? And, and, you know, he saw him become Darth Vader and kneel down in front of Palpatine. But is he going to know this guy in the black suit is his old brother, Anakin? I, I think I think by the end of episode two. But on Friday night, I think that will be the scene they're going to leave us with. I think that's why they're giving us two episodes. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to end it with a scene of him seeing Vader and just being like, oh, my God. Because here's here's one thing. Picture picture Darth Vader standing on the sands of Tatooine. That would be a pretty cool image because, oh. I mean, we've never seen that technically, right? I mean, he's, no. usually, he's usually on a starship. He's usually like he's not usually out in the environment that often. I'm excited to see something like that. I hope that's where he sees him. I and, don't know. And, and you know what? Um, can't remember where I heard it. I know I heard people talking about it, but y y you know, somebody mentioned is, is 
Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader all the way bought in to being this evil bad guy, or is he still missing that life he had as a Jedi? Is he still missing the love he had for Padme? Is he, you know, all those kind of things, and he's trapped in what he's in now, or is he already sold out and he's all the way that guy now, right? So we don't even know. I mean, it, it could be seeing a transformation. What if he sees old Obi-Wan and they have another battle and that pushes him over the edge, right? I mean, yep. so many things could happen in this. So Yeah, and, and that's a lot to think about, to think, <laughs> to think if he has, if he is at that point or not. I mean, that's why this show, there's so much anticipation for this show is because there's a lot of directions they really can go with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah i'm i'm very curious what these first two look like and our, our good friend steve glosson has already told me and i think i've mentioned before uh this could just be the inquisitor show that has obi-wan kenobi in it i mean it it could be just that they could be like let's we're all in on the inquisitors and occasionally obi-wan shows up i don't know uh i'm hoping not i'm hoping not. Uh, alfie uh <laughs> alfie shared a meme the other day and it was like it was like the Kenobi show was going to be about Kenobi, right? And it was like I forget what was in the was, meme, but it was um, yeah, it was like yeah, the book of Boba Fett was about Boba Fett, right, or something like that. I'm yes. just like, oh no, I didn't even think about that. Um, okay, and this one hit me because again, watching the prequels and then getting to see Ashley Eckstein up close at the I I C C Con or the I Triple C, um. And then thinking about all the way through to the rise of Skywalker, where you hear her voice and the Ahsoka show coming out, it just stuck with me. And I thought to myself, we're seeing Rosario Dawson play Ahsoka after Return of the Jedi. All the voices of the Jedi who speak to Rey at the end of Rise of Skywalker are dead. Ahsoka was one oh, of those wow. voices. What is going to take Ahsoka out after Return of the Jedi, but before the sequels? I mean, I haven't even wrapped my mind around that, but something has to. I mean, yeah. she's, I mean, it just, I know it's a random, weird, off the wall question, but that's just too deep for me to think about right now. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be one of the worst parts about all these great new stories they're building, I guess, is, you know, you think of the sequel trilogy and it's like, Gro what about Grogu too? You know, oh. I mean, uh, he, Luke knew about him, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they had plan. I, I don't know if they had plans for the storyline of the Mandalorian when they were planning out the sequel trilogy. You could technically just say he was in another part of the galaxy <laughs> or maybe he's in one of those ships that shows up at the end. Maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, N1 starfighter is going to be, uh, worked into <laughs> the, uh, you know, the re-releases down the right. line. Right. But, um. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy to think about is seeing the end of that character possibly in live action. Yeah. It, I mean, that's, I'm thinking it could go, we're talking about how dark some of these shows are going, right? And Andor show, the Kenobi show, you know, Rogue One was dark. I mean, they could get real dark in some of these things. Yeah. I mean, it, and, it, and it, it goes back to even um, talking about these animated shows and it's like, like I said, I don't know that much about Rebels, but I was watching the episode last night when they're in that Jedi temple and mm -hmm. Anakin's force ghost shows up to Ahsoka and he's just like, he's like, why did you leave me? Like, why did, you know, do you know that scene I'm talking about? He's like, look at what's become of me. And then he turns oh. into Vader. Yeah, well, the the one where he, wait, is that, 
he was Vader in Rebels. You mean where he came to her yeah. on the ship and and they were in the Sith temple? He she's she's in the temple and Anakin's like force ghost is kind of in there behind her. It's like he he doesn't okay. have the Vader uh suit on. I don't remember that scene. Maybe I I blanked it, but it's but the episode can... where Kane and is training with the um the guards. Okay. Of the okay. I temple. know what you're talking about on that one. I remember that. So okay. Yeah. And she's like she's like in the temple and you know Ezra it's, is talking to Yoda. It's after it's after she's found out that Vader is Anakin, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And and yeah, she just kind of has a vision of him saying like why did you why did you leave me like why did you look at what's become of me and then it mm. switches to like the suit or whatever and she and then he disappears and the temple's kind of crumbling but um yeah i'm just like man i can't believe i care about this character so much <laughs> as a 31 year old man you know it hits yeah. you in the feels as we say on this and i'm it just does. like you know it's a it's a it's technically a kid's cartoon but you know feloni knew what he was doing with it 100 100 well Hey, um, like I said, I, with with us just doing a quick preview and, and getting our giddiness out of the way for Kenobi, I just want to do a, a short show tonight, get us ready, and then, uh, like I said, we'll do Bagels with Ben Saturday morning. But thank you. Is there any last-minute things you want to hit? I know TikTok and everything else you've been blowing up on. What what do you want to hit before we head out of here? Yeah, I mean, the TikTok is fun, and that's going to be uh... – I, I, I've seen a lot of TikTok Star Wars creators getting invited mm -hmm. to celebration. So I'm just like, you know what? We already have our Twitter. We already have our podcast. I'm like, let's yep. just add on to it with these TikToks. And it's fun because it's another layer of what we like to do on top of talking about Star Wars. 100%. You know? um, I do have one question for you, though. Yeah. Then I'm going to put you on the spot. Nothing too crazy. What do you think? Well, number one, we have this new John Williams intro coming for this show, which we're we going to be hearing, which I can't yeah. wait for that. What do you think opening scene camera pans where like, do you think it's just going to be Kenobi right away? Or do you think like, because honestly, my vision for this show starting off is I think it's going to be Inquisitors right away. I don't think we're going to see Kenobi first thing. I think we're going to see Inquisitors maybe questioning somebody, doing something to someone, and then maybe like Kenobi I, waking up or something and being like, what was that? You know, I don't know. I, no, I don't read spoilers. I, That's just coming from my head. I I think I'm I'm leaning towards what you're saying. I feel like they've been showing that meeting room where the Inquisitors are all standing around it, looking at maps and showing, uh, you know, showing probes leave from the top of the, the fortress. The fortress Inquisitoris yeah. is what I've heard the name is from Alfie. Um, okay. But I think they're going to start there. They're going to bring you right in to an Imperial field in that fortress. They're talking about looking for missing Jedi, all that kind of stuff. And somebody's going to say, we still haven't found or thought, you know, we still don't know where Kenobi is. And somebody, because we've heard the line, Kenobi's gone, right? We, mm -hmm. We've heard that. And I think those are going to be, the initial things, and then, like you said, I think then all of a sudden we're going to see Kenobi out on Tatooine. He's given a longing look, or maybe it starts off with that first look where he's taking the binox down and he's watching Luke over there on the Lars homestead. That that I do think we're going to start over there and work our way to Kenobi. I don't think it'll be Kenobi out on the EOP or whatever to start first, but 
that's a flip of a coin, right? Fifty yeah. fifty. But that I'm going with your thought on that completely. Yep. I, I'm I and I'll finish off after that question just saying I'm excited about it. I I honestly think they are not gonna miss on this show. It's got the hype, the actors are excited. Yep. I mean, you heard you and he said he wants to do another season of it. So I, it's gotta be good. I'm I'm gonna take what they give us and just mm-hmm. enjoy it. That's all I'll say. I agree. I agree, man. Um, thanks for hopping on. That you know, thanks to T Bob who was here. Thanks to Alfie who was here. D Doc, as always, thank you. And you know what? It's good for you and I to finish up here because we're finishing up kind of a one year anniversary just with us hanging and and being pals, which is great. And uh, you know what? We do get to have a Steelers Eagles game this year, so we'll we'll be talking that up. Uh, you know, during that game this fall, I can't wait for that. Um, right. so, um, we can, we can be enemies for just that three hour time frame. but, um, yeah, but keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're killing it on Twitter and on, on, um, TikTok, And I can't thank you enough for doing that for us. And, and you're just a big thing, a big part of what we do here. It's amazing that after a year, how, how vital of a role you've played to rule the galaxy. Yeah. So, um, Hey, we were talking about it earlier. It doesn't matter, you know, who or what you are when you start talking about Star Wars. I mean, people yep. just connect with each other. So 100%. I'm happy so, to be here. Nope. We're glad you're here. Um, again, thank you to Alfie. Thank you to T-Bob. Uh, next week, uh, well, this Saturday morning, again, it'll be me, D-Doc, Alfie for sure. We'll we'll see who else joins in. Might have some special guests. Might not. Might just be us with grumpy voices early Saturday morning. Next week, Nick Shesky will be leading the way. So um, this was chapter 139 of Rule of the Galaxy. Follow us at Rule of the Galaxy sw on twitter and rule the galaxy sw on instagram and rule the galaxy podcast on tiktok uh just rule the galaxy on facebook and youtube and uh etsy.com and rule the galaxy all caps all one word go buy your rule the galaxy gear did i miss anything t uh, doc nope you're good i think okay. you hit all of them <laughs> we got them all until the list grows yep until saturday may the force be with you <laughs>